You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome to another episode of The Potato Files here on Never Sleeps Network. Uh, I'm here with a very funny man, a very round man, a very jolly man, a lover of animals, a lover of women, Patrick <laughs> Hakeem, everyone. Make uh, some noise in your car, whatever you do. What's doing. going on? How are you feeling, sir? Very good. I'm basically the ethnic you. <laughs> the ethnic me? <laughs> what is the ethnicity? I'm half Syrian, half Ecuadorian. Oh my. How's this, uh, how's this match come to be they, i guess in montreal montreal eh? yeah they meet in montreal nice, and nice. They, are they both uh, both your parents first generation or they were both first generation yes so they were born here uh no no no. Oh, i mean so you're I'm first, first generation. generation yes so they, they were they, couple, couple immigrants, immigrants eh? yeah finding their way in a weird ass city <laughs> two <laughs> languages that's got to be hard <laughs> like what, what it was my what mom still doesn't, doesn't speak french speak? well <laughs> Um, well, uh, that's good. And, uh, this was, what year was this? I think we're around the same age. Uh, I'm born in 78, but they met in 76 from what I'm told. Okay. You the oldest? I'm the only one. The only? They were like, they, you know They what? saw perfection? Yeah, yeah. They are like, this is enough. <laughs> <laughs> Look at our grocery bill, dear. We can't afford yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, was, what was growing up like in, uh, Montreal, though? Montreal was good. I, I grew up weird. I was like, uh, my parents got divorced when they were like, uh, when I was three. Oh. And then they both got remarried by the time I was like five. Okay. And uh, grown up was. Uh, I guess at that age, it's just. Life. It's just normal. You don't, yeah. you don't like know any better. Two sets of grandparents. Yeah, like I remember when my brother broke up with his gal, uh, my, uh, my stepmom was very worried about his daughter who was like three or four at the time. I'm like, this isn't going to affect her. Yeah, she doesn't even know. Yeah, like he, once you're emotionally attached to the whole family thing, yeah. and then it falls apart. At once like, you're six, then you're broken. But yeah. <laughs> once you're three, you're like, okay. It, like if it, nine, ten, in that age range, you get yeah, screwed yeah. over. I was uh, 14. Best, How was that when you were best 14? Best day of my life, buddy. <laughs> I was like, this madness can stop now? This yeah. is great. <laughs> But yeah, it was like my dad was like, your mother left. I'm like, good, good for her. Yeah, they they just like divorced, and then it was like dad was like, oh, I have a toy for you every time I see you because. So you stayed with mom? Oh, a hundred percent. I'm hundred percent. You never had like, he uh, he moved to Ottawa by the time I was four, and then lived in Toronto uh, until he passed. Oh, yeah. when did he pass? Two thousand and six. Of what? Uh. Just a kidney failure. Oh, kidney failure. Good, good. Yeah. We've, uh, we've had a string of uh, suicidal dads on the show. Oh, so nice. It's good. He, uh, it's good he had a real yeah, disease. Yeah, a real disease. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Depression's a real disease, guys. Bell, let's talk. Uh. <laughs> um, what you? What was life like growing up then? Your uh, so your mom gets married quick. Yeah, she gets married in two years to a Chilean man, and my my dad gets remarried to a Ukrainian but first generation woman from Winnipeg, and oh. they live in Ottawa. Uh, growing up was cool, man. I uh, I had I no one was like me, being like half Syrian, and I grew up like in an all Italian neighborhood, mm-hmm. so all my friends were Italian up until college. So you that's where the your your attitude is very Italian. Yeah, I mean that's you're, what you're, it was like. You're, you're, I'm like, who? What's this everybody like, doing was, <laughs> Everybody was like making wine around me, hanging like uh, yeah. cured meat and all that. <laughs> so. Everybody, even we had a black kid in my high school, and he had like a thick Italian accent as well. <laughs> yeah, you're really a product of your environment. <laughs> we had uh, we we had just all white 
but it was like Irish white, <laughs> Italian white, um, maybe some French whites, Ooh. a couple of gingers mixed in there. But it was, uh, there was no ethnicity. Who's at the end of the totem pole in that, that mix? I don't know here. <laughs> it depends what year it is, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, a lot of Italians, I remember. I, I went to Catholic school growing up. So. Yeah, so did I. Oh yeah, religion in the household, eh? Uh, I guess. Wait, sorry, where, where was your mom from again? Ecuador. She was the Ecuadorian. Yes. That's She was like super Catholic. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, But she didn't even really practice. But I was uh, an altar boy in my early me days. Me too. You See, are I the ethnic you. mage. <laughs> you get touched? No. That's too bad, eh? Yeah, I know. I uh, <laughs> actually showed up once uh, super early for mass, and the priest was like, it's like, Mass is at 10. It's 8 o'clock. And I was like, I thought it was 8 o'clock. And he was like, come inside the house. And I was like, 100%. No. And he's like, I'm going to make you eggs. And, we, and he watched cartoons. Did not touch me at all. Really? You just yeah. want a company. Good Father O'Rourke. Nice Irish priest. Um, uh, My priest I served under uh, um, is currently in prison. No, oh, perfect. Um, not even, never even made a move on me. Didn't try anything. So he he was a toucher. I, I yeah, I guess. So I, uh, we had a religion teacher in high school. Uh, he passed, and when he passed, there was an article that he was one of the guys from. Uh, he was one of the like uh, guys from the um, the boys of Saint Vincent. That whole you remember that whole like CBC movie? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He was one of the guys that touched the guys, and he used to keep me. After school, mm-hmm. all the time, <laughs> zero touching. My um, my dad uh, got hit on by um, one of his teachers in high school. Like guy kind of cornered him in a in a little office. Oh, oh. and uh, my dad beat the living shit out of him. And this guy never said a word. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how you used to deal with it back in the day. <laughs> Get your lumps. Um, well, how old were you when you became an altar boy? Uh, I, I think like I was. Or, no, I was eleven. Maybe ten. Yeah, I think I was 11. I thought see, it was cool. See, the thing, I, no, at the time, <laughs> buddy, I, I, um, I, I, I was given into the whole religion thing. What happened with me was uh, my, um, my cousin died in a car accident. He was 17 years old. And then uh, my dad decided we're, uh, we're finding religion because, you know, he wanted right. some answers. And uh, so he started taking us to church. And then I, uh, uh, there was a call at the school for, like, they needed altar boys. So I'm like, I'll do that. And then I started being an altar boy, and my family just stopped going to church. <laughs> but so, you continued. Well, I was like, I was hooked in there, you know. They 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 had me. Uh, there was a schedule. I had uh, right. I had duties. Were you a good altar boy or no, a shitty altar? No, I, was a I shitty got, altar I got boy too. like they kind of just like treated me like um, like you know when you're working somewhere and your shifts just start, like you check the schedule. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like that. Like oh, I got. <laughs> The next couple of weeks, I'll go. You're trying to trade it off. You're <laughs> yeah. like, Ugh. oh, I used to trade off a lot too. But the thing was, like, um, did you live close to the church? Uh, yeah, but walking distance. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, I, I was a drive, so, like, I was never spending time like hanging out at the church, you know, like helping clean up on like right. Saturdays and shit. Like, it was my parents would drive me, drop me off, and pick pick you. me up. So there was no. Priest never got me alone. The church was like adjacent to the elementary school. So it was like Transfiguration of Our Lord Elementary School. And mm-hmm. across the street, Transfiguration of Our Lord uh, Catholic Church. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I don't miss the Catholic Church at all. When no, was the last no. time you went to a mass? I, I think like my friend had his kid baptized about like two and a half years ago. And they they got to do like I don't understand why that church can't open without a full forty five minute ceremony. I got married in a Catholic church, first wedding, 
And that's I was long. like, I was that's like, a long wedding. As quick as we can. He goes, the shortest is 45. And I was like, uh, and there was no fucking air conditioning in this church. Oh, <laughs> and tech. Holy shit. You know what? June 11th. Today is my anniversary. Oh, congratulations. Uh, thank you. <laughs> but it was, um, uh, it was a fucking heat wave. And there was no air conditioning in this church. And I'm in a fucking like full tuxedo. Yeah. Just sweating my ass off. And you're like me. I'm sure when you get sweaty and you're uncomfortable, you're like you hate everything in oh, the yeah, world. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You, you got to see my wedding pictures. Like, I'm just so <laughs> like, uh, and fucking um, Kira has seen some. And she's like, did you, were you not happy that day? I was like, no, I was un- unfucking comfortable, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't like wearing a tie. I don't like wearing dress shoes. Does the photographer annoy the shit out of you? Um, not really, because it was, uh, it was my, uh, ex-wife's pretty sexy cousin, so. Ah, so I was a friend of mine for our wedding, but, like, after a while, you're like, how many fucking pictures do you need, buddy? Like, yeah. it, how many times am I gonna hold my wife and look at her? Like, it's <laughs> enough. We don't even do this in real life. Like, I, leave me alone. I had Dave Sear do my last one, and it was just like, boom, 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 boom. And it was, oh, like, yeah, but he's, like, hey, come over here, come over there. Sick. Oh, he's great. Yeah. And he hates taking pictures, too. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you guys need a photographer, Dave Sear. A reluctant photography. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Dave listens. Dave, we're going to send some business your way. Totally. Maybe think of sponsoring the Potato Files, Dave. Just think about <laughs> it. I like think that we turned it, it around. Yeah, and yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> just like, gave him free sponsorship and like, then requested him to sponsor. <laughs> yeah, like, don't be ungrateful, Dave. We're doing you a favor here, Dave. That guy's a super talented dude in anything that guy touches mm-hmm. he's growing me a nice pot plant right there now there you I go pick up he keeps sending me pictures i think he just yeah, wants a jack of all trades he's, yeah he's a he'll make you a sweet guitar too hakeem really you got any musical talent <sighs> zero zero what'd you do growing up did you play sports no uh, a lot of video games a yeah. lot of like pot smoking <laughs> and van- no, i'm talking like when you're a little little kid <laughs> so yeah, i grew up now i grew up yeah. so Let's my mom gradually get i grew that. up in a in a what my mom would think was a rough neighborhood mm-hmm. and she would not let me outside. So she's like, you know what? I know I'm not letting you outside to play with these bad kids, but here, let me uh, put cable in your room and a Coleco vision <laughs> and you'll be fine. That's great. Yeah. So I spent a lot of time watching like a lot of TV. I've been playing a ton of Coleco vision lately. Cause I, I bought, uh, bought one of those uh, emulators with like 10,000 games. Like how, how much is that emulator? Well, the thing is I bought it. It was 170 after tax and shipping and everything. Um, but now if you go on the website, uh, it just gives you the emulator and instructions on how to download your own oh, games. Yeah, like, and it's like the writing's like, <laughs> the writing's like, Hey, we don't think pirating games is cool, <laughs> but, yeah, like, but we'll let you make that choice for yourself. <laughs> and it's just instructions on where to go and get them. But they, uh, they definitely got busted. Oh but yeah. Me and Tyler Morrison got in there before they were, uh, I played Tyler Morrison's at the Kingston festival. Yeah. yeah it was, uh, it's, uh, he, he got his after doing a weekend with me, Yeah, but it's great. I, I took it a, like take it on the road all yeah, the time. Yeah, so small. You take it, it everywhere. It's a Crown Royal bag. The yeah. whole thing. <laughs> it's good times. But yeah, I, uh, ColecoVision. I've been playing uh, a lot. Of Burger Time. Burger Time is amazing. Uh, bump and Jump. I am hooked on Bump, bump and Jump. Is jump. great. You ever like yourself some good Popeye? I was trying to play Popeye and I forgot how to play it and I got frustrated. I'm like, I got ten thousand more games. I yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the problem with that thing. <laughs> yeah. Popeye's intense though. Yeah. Well, it's it's. That's the problem with, like, it's just, like, fucking scrolling through Netflix until you actually find something you can settle on. And, and you're like, just... I'm not fucking playing anything. Or you're going to watch the same thing you yeah, watch yeah. all the fucking time. And I play the same fucking game I play all the time. And that's what they're banking on. They know you're scrolling and ending up on The Office. They know you're, yeah, you're yeah. scrolling and ending up on Burger Time. Mmm, Burger Time. Ever since I got the Crave TV, I don't, I haven't touched my Netflix. What I'll are you watching? 
Did you get the full Jesus package? and Mero. You get the you get the I don't know you get the boosted they're, package. They're like podcasters that got their own show on Showtime. Would you ask me? Did you get the boosted package? Like all the yeah, HBO I got the HBO as well. I had that for a bit, and I didn't because I I've had Crave for a few years, and then when they extended it, I had the, uh, like a trial run of it through work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just I didn't find myself watching enough to give a shit right. to like up my payment 10 more exactly, bucks exactly yeah but there's like i got like four different streaming services and now yeah. fucking Disney amazon prime through. yeah i like amazon prime it's got some good stuff i feel like uh, i feel like that's the one i paid the least attention to is amazon prime yeah but i use it for the fucking delivery service right the, so the, do the, i the video streaming the, service is just is a bonus. bonus yeah yeah so um but yeah I, I like not getting off my ass like pushing the button on my phone and then they uh now they got uh, amazon uh, teamed up with Whole Foods, so they got a lot of food now. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Never leave plug the house. for Amazon. <laughs> Never socialize. If Amazon would like to um, would like to sponsor the Potato Files. Uh, Jeff Bezos, if you're listening, I know you are. Most as well as uh, if Netflix would like to sponsor the Potato Files. No, 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 no. no you're not. No, no. Amazon, man. Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Do we put this podcast on Amazon Podcasts? No, I don't think Amazon. I've never I think they have a they? little forum for it, like because they got Amazon Music, and I think there's a podcast right. section. Okay, but I've got Amazon Music. I'm like it comes with the thing. Like yeah, you pay, so, it's like eight bucks a month, and you get the delivery service, and then you get the oh, I, I'm video a Prime and music. As well, like, yeah, we do, I use it for uh, for our business. We get a lot of deliveries to the house. Never have to leave. It's we perfect. watch uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel. Oh, there you go. Are, are girls funny? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They're <laughs> hilarious. There's a lot of funny girls out oh there. Oh, my God. So many. There's a lot of unfunny boys out there. So what oh, are you yeah. going to do? Preach. There's a lot of people who aren't fucking funny. It yeah. doesn't matter what their gender is. Sure, I'll see some tonight. <laughs> <laughs> five for five. <laughs> this 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 podcast comes out Monday, uh, the, what is it, the 17th? So anything you want to plug after that, I know you probably got a big weekend coming up. What are you, where are you, where are you, where are you at this weekend? This weekend, I'm at Rick, Yucks uh, in Ottawa. Oh, how he's letting you play up there, eh? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm opening for uh, the Dave Mirage. Oh, yeah, Dave's doing a little Yucks run, eh? So, yeah, so I'm, I'm featuring that. I have to send Howie a tape, and he's like, you know what? Let's put you on. Nice. So that was great. Is Dave going to bring in a Niagara Falls with him? Uh, I was just there this weekend. He said he, he was telling me about the shows he has coming. I, he hasn't asked, so I'm not going to assume. Well, you'll you'll enjoy Niagara Falls. Andreas, the guy who runs that place, top notch. Oh, Detroit. yeah. I heard he's like, he's like, here's your steak, sir. Like on Saturday, <laughs> yeah, right? He lo- uh, right? Like he, you go to the steakhouse, right? So I think um, Matt O'Brien was telling me how well he was treated at that place. Uh, we got, um, so we were there Friday for uh, for the weekend. It was me, Hat, Brian Hat, and... Um, Marito Lopez, and the they canceled the Friday late show because of the Raptors yeah. game. They had uh, four people on the books. It's funny. The early show had 71 people on the books, which is super low, and 35 showed up. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but um, this this Raptors run, uh, hopefully by the time this podcast – well, actually, by the time this podcast comes out, it will be over, and hopefully the Raps will be victorious. But things would be nice to go back to normal, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't even think, like – I think, I think my show's taken it like I, I run a show with my wife. You've been to that, yeah. Eight uh, bit comedy, and that's taken a beating. From... I canceled my show last week for the first time ever. Yeah, you're like, <coughs> yeah, there's no point. Yeah, and the thing is, right now too, <coughs> is, um, like tonight's show will be dead because the entire city went out last night. Oh yeah, no one wants to go out. So tonight. they're not coming out tonight, and like these, 
these uh, playoffs are getting quite costly. Like oh. we we had to go to the bar like two hours before the fucking game last night to get a seat. Did, were you a part of the Tall Boys group? No, I I I I, uh, I ditched Bebsy. He was his, my he was my backup plan if I couldn't get in at the Wheat Chief. Oh yeah, you're like. It's close to my house. It was very I'm... close to home. Yeah, yeah. You're like... Then his girlfriend sent us a picture of our empty seats just sitting there. And you're like... Sorry. But uh, it, uh, Wheat Chief was packed. But the thing is, like, everyone, it's, everyone's spending a lot of goddamn money, which is good. It's great for the city, but they're not spending that money watching comedy, I'll tell you that. No. And now when the nice weather's coming, we're fucked for the summer. Man, I think comedy is always fucked for the summer. It's like always like I, I plan, I call it the drought. Sometimes, <laughs> the drought. yeah, yeah, but there's like a little low. But this year, I've noticed it's, and it hasn't even hit summer yet. It's just the playoffs right. have been fucking us. But whatever, man. It's now this podcast is airing on June seventeenth, and we got the whole summer to look forward to. Summer solstice is just around the corner. Excited yeah. for summer solstice? Yeah, you know what? I'm 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 happy for it to be officially summer on the 21st. Look forward so. to three months that we have until the leaves die, and uh, <laughs> you know I'm gonna enjoy it and walk those dogs. I'm walking those dogs. Yeah, what's your uh, what's your dog walking company called? My, we will walk you. We will walk you. Yes. Who thought of that? Who's Definitely it? my wife. She's yeah. the brains. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I actually wanted to call it the Dogster Size Club, and she's like, "You're a fucking idiot." <laughs> yeah, the Dogster Size. Club. <laughs> she's like, she said, "You're a fucking idiot." She goes, "We're calling it We Will Walk You," and I was like, "That's so good." You guys got two vans now? Like you go out on we your do own? Do have two vans? So she goes, does one run, you go do the other. Well, we work at the same time. Okay. So there's that many dogs. We had to actually get the second van. So do you go to the same parks together? And no, I, like, I never I'm see taking her. my favorite dogs. You take your favorite dogs. I usually t- end up taking the dogs that are like insane. Like <laughs> like uh, like these guys are pulling. And uh, what I find is that, uh, no, we don't walk the dogs together. I mean, like my wife's a comedian as well. Uh, so I sometimes see her at shows. I see her at home all the time. We work together. <laughs> if I could walk the fucking dogs by myself, I'm very happy. Like, you know, I love my wife. I love being with her. But, I, you know, we need to have some, like... I know. I booked you on a show one time. I'm like, I'll book your wife that night, too. Uh, could you could you not book her the same night? <laughs> Maybe the next week. <laughs> Maybe next week my wife could do it. She even gets mad when she's like, ah, oh, you're going to be there? I'm like, okay, I don't know. Because like, I didn't book this. I never see, uh, now that Matt and Julia are in L.A., I never see a poster with just one of them on it. Like, it's like... Every show they do, it looks like. How do they get that? Together. How do they accomplish that? That's like it's like, I don't know. Maybe they split a drink ticket. <laughs> <laughs> no, but how does the booker agree to this? Like somebody's got to be saying something. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know who's booking down there, but uh, as long as they're getting sets and they're yeah, getting yeah. on, that's all we want from anyone. Eh? You should plug Patrick's wife. Jen Sicato. Oh, I'm not going to plug his wife. That's his wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I plug her. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my wife, Jen Sicato, one of the funniest Asian comedians. <laughs> <laughs> half Asian. Half Asian, yes. <laughs> they don't need to know that. <laughs> One of the funniest half Asian vegan comedians. <laughs> vegan comedians, yes. Um, she, uh, you, you two run that show together as well? Yes, yeah, so we run it together. You just run your lives together, eh? I just thought there was like a, a space near our house that's called Seascape. It's kind of like a video game slash like geek bar. Love it. And uh, there's a like great a whole, stage. There's a whole venue upstairs, and uh, I I just looked went by one day, and I was like, you know what? There, there's no Thursday show that I really care for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no. I find there's no Thursday show that like 
that that's like a, ma- a destination to go to, like your Wednesday show. Your Wednesday show is the shit. So you book like what? pro comics. It still is, man. It's just I know that you're going through a this whole like. What do you mean we can't fucking smoke weed in here? <laughs> but you're still booking amazing acts. That even like when you have eight people in the audience, mm-hmm. the acts that you book are good enough to charm those eight yeah, people yeah, yeah, to yeah. have a fun time. Yeah. And that's it. And I feel like there's not enough spaces for actual, like, I always say, like, I've created a safe space for professional comedians. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's just like, well, that's what, like, uh, what, where I am at now with my show is, um, I like, I'm going to rebrand it and get rid of, like, t- take dope out of the title just because mm-hmm. I, I hate people coming there with the expectation that right. they smoke weed. And they're just like, oh, we heard you can smoke weed here. And I'm like, well, you can't, but we got a comedy show. And they're just like, oh, okay. But it's like, it was, the place was more of a destination to smoke weed indoors. Comedy was a bonus to a lot of people. Right. Um, and they're just like, I don't know, why is it, it's not a destination anymore. Like, why would you come from the West End to go just see a regular comedy show? When you can stay in the West End. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's, now it's like, we're, we're at the point where I, I got to rebrand and rebuild and try to... Because when I started that show, there was three people in the audience, you know? And right, I remember. And I remember we used to, like, poster all the fucking time in the neighborhood. Just poster, poster, Oh, I never, I, I never went around the neighborhood. How'd you poster, then, if you didn't go around the neighborhood? No, I uh, I just found all these, like, Facebook groups and everything, and I just, like, just hammer the hell out of really? those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I don't know, everyone's online. follow that. Everyone's online, man. Find your, like, there's, like, so many... Um, like Toronto events, Toronto shows, uh, like Toronto comedy, fucking comedy yeah, to comedy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like there's so many different things and the more you put it out there, the more eyes get on it. Like, and, uh, um, because I post everything from my, like, uh, from my, my comedy page. Right. Um, so it gives me like all the analytics and like, it's, it's seen by like thousands of people each week. So that's it's just, and you're like, you know, if you get like. 50 out of a thousand that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. good numbers man imagine if you had an audience of 50 people that could listen to you for an hour every week or so right uh, don't we have that right here <laughs> no, you, you actually have more than that but that's besides the point uh we're, we're, we're pushing triple digits triple, triple digits <laughs> i like that that's good who knows? Who knows? We got Dave Sear. We got Tim Golden. Who else do we need? You know, uh, I love uh, me yeah. some good Tim Golden. All right, it's too much. Too much comedy talk. For okay, me. Right. I, it's, I, you're the one. That, I want to get back so, to you. So what do you want to know about me? I want to know. Um, so were you, you were you a, a badass kid growing up? I was. I was like a nice kid. Good student. Uh, average. Yeah. I had one year. I was on the honor roll, grade two, and then I was like, I don't need this shit. <laughs> grade one, they had me doing grade two work, and then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you? Yeah, I think I was still doing it in grade three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I don't need this shit. Um, and then uh, in high school, I just started becoming just really bad. Like, not I just didn't care about school anymore, and I'd always get in trouble. I, and at, for a time, I'd be like, uh, every class except for my geography class, I was kicked out of class. <laughs> I don't know if you had that friend but, that would like, but geography—that's where you excelled. He was a, such a hard ass that I wouldn't act up in his class. Like he—he okay. he just knew how to like hold it down. And then, uh, you ever had that friend in high school that you're like, "How's this guy always in the fucking hallways?" <laughs> that was me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then I went to like an alt, alty school. They they expelled me, and I had to go to like a school called Doorways, where there's like 15 kids in class, and your teacher. Frank is going to take <laughs> and talk about your feelings. What grade and, was this? So this was grade. So it, in Montreal, uh, school's different. It 
ends at grade 11 and then you go to college. So it's grade 9, 10, and 11. Cégep? Cégep, oui, monga. So you're like going to college at like, what, 16? Yeah, you know what? Like, uh, I feel that like we're friends. I, I never graduated from high school. Hey, don't worry, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> now, it, now it's out there. But I used to go to work. Look at you. You're a business owner. I, <laughs> <laughs> I used to go visit my friends in college and, like, hang out there all the time like a fucking loser for many years. Well, what, what year did you quit then? I Like, I kept trying to go to adult ed, and then my mom was like, oh, I go, and one day I just, like, I was like, I graduated. <laughs> she's like what i'm like yeah i graduated she's gonna listen to this and find out yeah and then i was like at that at that point i was working i was making like hard uh good money working at a manager at a telemarketing company in montreal all right manager uh, eh? it's a manager 25 hours grade of, 10 education <laughs> grade 10 education no one knew and i worked there for like four or five years until i was like i depressed like it stopped being fun mm-hmm. from like 20 to 25 what's what's um wait 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 you worked there for four or five years and then it stopped being fun 20 to 25 like i was 20 when i started about oh, okay. 25 i was like I can't, i'm depressed okay oh you started working there about 21 but what <clears throat> uh what are you doing in this gap between what grade 10 what's that 15 15 and 21 well so i kept so i was always going to Adult Ed. Would your mom make you a lunch every day and you would just fuck off somewhere? <laughs> I there was a time where I would fuck off somewhere. I, I my friend my friend was dropping out of a this place called the Business Center at JFK High School, which is like it's like after you graduate you can go to the business center. Yeah. I used to go with him, pretend to go to school and like play like a uh, foosball table at the bar, <laughs> smoke dope, come back home like I went to school. I was, I was doing and then, like, I had, like, uh, a job at, uh, you guys remember Pegabo Shoes? No. Which was, like, from the Aldo group. It was, like, uh, Aldo, Pegabo. So I used to work for them selling shoes as part-time. Fucking at that Al time. Bundy over here, right? Yeah, yeah, I was Al Bundy. <laughs> a lot of fat women coming to the shoes. Yeah, <laughs> touch my feet. <laughs> Got a shoehorn a seven into a five. <laughs> so, and then telemarketing for a while, that was good money. And then... And then I ended up uh, quitting that, and then I ended up just working as a video game tester at Ubisoft for a while. How the which fuck was... did you get that job? Montreal. Montreal. It's Ubisoft. It's like a big. It's a. So they does it pay well? Oh, it pays like shit. But, but they you make, play vids all day. Yeah, they you make you do tons too? of. But you want to kill yourself. They're oh, like, really? I for I did Assassin's Creed, and I had to fit, start the game and end it. But there was a guy in my team who had to just do the intro level every day, for like five months just <laughs> play a four minute span of the game and it's just brutal uh i was bad at that job too and they used to want to fire you were me bad at the video game job. i just got lazy like i just like fuck this place <laughs> but i'm gonna i always i always had a plan to get fired so i could collect ei <laughs> back in the day you gotta get laid off for the yeah EI. yeah yeah but or if, no you in montreal you could get fired and collect EI. oh really as long as you bank a certain amount of hours yeah uh, which I think was 946. <laughs> <laughs> just get me down, like, come on. <laughs> come on. Um, and then after that, I worked at a, uh, I worked for Brazzers.com. Oh, yeah, was, I, I was going to bring this up, the old, uh, tell us all about Brazzers. So uh, about 2009, which was 10 years ago, I, uh, I used to, uh, I used to write for a bi-monthly magazine, which was like a graffiti magazine. Mm-hmm. 
and my friend knew I was a writer, and she worked there, and she was like, hey, man, uh, how do you feel about writing porn? I'm like, fuck, I'd love to write porn. She met, let me meet up with a human resource lady, got an interview. I was like, I showed him like an article that I wrote, and he's like, okay, you're, <laughs> you're in, man. And uh, I, I had that job for like a year and a half, and I wrote about 180 scenes for Brazzers, and then I ended up hating that job, too. Hundred like okay, hundred and eighty scenes. Let's go through these one by one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what are like are these full on like porn stories? Like so, the the husband comes home and so Brazzers. Like, uh, if you're not familiar with the site, it they're I'm like not, actually they're like story based. They're not like you know how you have that what they call Gonzo, which is like a guy with a camera. Is like, hey, how old are you? And she's like, I'm eighteen. He's like, oh yeah, you ever. <laughs> Fucking the ass, and she's like, never. <laughs> and then he fucks her in the called, ass. Yeah, then he fucks her in the ass. Um, but this is like themed, so they have like, so Brazzers has like subsites like Moms Like It Big, Moms Like It Black, uh, uh, Baby Got Boobs. Uh, when it's Moms Like It Big, like so, it's it's you're writing porno bait like to market towards women. So, yeah. So uh, no. Okay. I mean, I maybe. Uh, so, so the niche there, it's you don't like, even know who your audience it's, is. It's like, a, so mom's like a built, and they would tell you like, so it's like a milf, right? And then like her son's friend is like oh, stretching yeah, in the other room, yeah, yeah. and then she notices like this guy has got a massive penis, but he's like afraid of her. He's inexperienced. Yeah. But then, uh, like uh, teens like it big. It's the opposite. She's inexperienced, and he's like, you see that. That's my big cock gonna go in you. And mom's never seen a big cock. Yeah, yeah no, but you know what I mean. Like she's like she's the predator, and then the other one, he's the predator. It's just reverse the roles. And then my my niche was uh, a site called Porn Star Punishments. All right. So this is I'm not proud of this. Uh, no, 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 be proud of it. Be proud so of it. Day, so is so the the company is very corporate. It's like we had continental breakfast every day. Fridays, omelet guy come in. Station. Once a month, bagel Fridays. You know what? Cubicles everywhere. Every Friday's omelet day, but one Friday a month, you just get bagels? No, they just, but they're like (laughs) Montreal bagels, which is like a big Uh, deal. Like, oh, these are the best. They're from Montreal. (laughs) Um, So they would always, it's weird. Like, they would always bring us into a conference room. And the conference room was, like, in the middle of the office. But it was one of these conference rooms. Like, you had to reserve, like, it's, like, one conference room for the whole fucking mm-hmm. uh, b- building or floor that we were on. Now they own the whole building. But at that time, they only owned, like, a floor. And it was, like, all glass. So you'd have to, like, pitch your ideas. But, like, it, it'd be embarrassing because people would be walking by and you'd be doing, like, act-outs. Like, yeah, and then she takes his cock <laughs> and his cock and she's, like, spraying it all over herself. <laughs> So one day they like so they would always have like okay we're introducing a new uh, website a new niche guys and I'm like what's the niche and he's like okay so it's called porn star punishment and I'm like what the f- like what is that and he goes okay so basically this is how it goes you know was this like very corporate but still it was all porn like, yes these guys weren't sleazy so, at all no it was like so cor- like they had an HR department they got like so basically once Ali Hassan uh. 
they had him as a comedian to entertain the office, mm-hmm. and he brought a, a, a comedian from Montreal named John Milanos. I know John. And they were offended by John Milanos's material. <laughs> they're, they're, they're <laughs> he, they said he was too vulgar and dirty. <laughs> we make porn. <laughs> and meanwhile, these are the same people who came up to me. And they're like. So porn star punishments. I'm like, well, so what is it about? They're like, okay, so basically porn star punishment. So it's a girl, and she's like busting this guy's balls, and she's being a, a real bitch. And all of a sudden, the guy can't take it anymore, and he just he just fucks her. And I'm like, it's a rape site. And he's like, no, don't say that word. It's it's not a rape site. Okay, we're not gonna say that word. He goes, she, look. She doesn't like it at first. She doesn't want it. But then after, she loves it. Like all women do, right? (laughs) They don't. That site does not exist anymore. No, under, no, not in this climate. No, but they had no. They had like about I did, I do thirty like videos. The, I do like this is your niche. Though. <laughs> I I don't know why they're like, well, your porn star punishments are amazing. I did one called Slut Mother, which was basically a ripoff of like uh, Goodfellas. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, why don't you offer me something, Spider? Like that? Oh, yeah, yeah. That whole scene? And Spider finally fucks the Don, the slut mother, as it was called. And the other one that was popular that I did was, uh, you guys ever watch Friends where uh, somebody steals Ross's sandwich? Yes. So a guy kept getting his sandwich stolen, yeah, yeah, and he kept yeah. asking around, and finally he caught her, and he's like, well, I'm going to fuck you now. <laughs> this is your punishment. Terrible, but well, yeah. I'm glad you were good at uh, writing the <laughs> not rape. No, no, but I'm just saying that for a while it was that they're like, we needed a good one. I'm like, why am I? Why am I getting all this? I don't want to write this. Uh, um, Spider. It was uh, Christopher Imperioli. Yes. Um, Christopher. Michael, Michael Imperioli, but Christopher, Christopher from the Sopranos. Sopranos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God bless. Guy. Uh, guy. Guy's done a lot of acting. Oh yeah. He's been around. He was a kid with leukemia in uh, Basketball Diaries. Oh wow! Yeah, remember uh, DiCaprio goes see his dying buddy. Like, yeah, took you're him, right. Took him to the jerk booth. I love that, that movie. That was um, Michael Imperioli. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. Mm-hmm. And the it fucking thing, shaved head and just huge nose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> you, ever, you ever been to one of those jerk off booths? Yeah, yeah. I'm from Montreal, man. That was just a coming of age thing. Montreal, you are wherever you live on the island. You are a four minute ride from a strip joint. A hundred percent. I went to my first strip joint when I was like 15. My wife was asking me about, uh, like, when I used to go, like, back in the day, I had one, because we drove by, we were in Niagara Lake, we drove by this place called Private Eyes, it's now closed, Right. but it was like, my dad was a bartender there um, <laughs> when he was underage. He actually got fired on his 18th birthday, because the guy found out he was lying to him the whole time. And it's like, I'm 18 today, like, get the fuck out of <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this, so this place has been around forever. It was actually called the Rainbow Inn when my dad worked back there. And if you ever read uh, Stompin' Tom's autobiography, you'll, uh, he mentions that he was in Niagara-on-the-Lake and stopped at a nice place called the Rainbow Inn. That's amazing. <laughs> but it doesn't say what it is, but if you... Did read... you... Where are you from? Did you guys have jerk-off booths? No, man. We had... Um, Niagara Falls had a lot of strip clubs, but I don't think there was like any jerk-off booths anywhere. But... There's like so many in Montreal. Like, you'd go in... And like at the time, we're like 13, 14, you go in, all our buddies would crash into like one mega booth. And you'd all just have a fucking big circle Big jerk. leather couch and then uh, tissue paper on the side and an ashtray because it's Montreal yeah. and it's like 1994. <laughs> Did you guys all jerk off in front of each no, other? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I would like to just say I've never been part of a circle jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> well, Alex, 
whip it out. Let's go. Yeah. Let's let's make this young boy's you know dreams come true. Make my life full. <laughs> That's not the only thing that I make full. Oh yeah, we'll fill that. We'll fill that cup. Um, yeah, we. Uh, my, so my wife's asking me about like when I was going to strip clubs, and she pictures it as like this, like just seedy, like you're all. You know, you're just tucked in the corner, just watching these girls. I'm like, no, it was a fucking party all the time. Yeah, so much fun. Like, it was just like, you're, you're not there alone like a fucking pervert yeah, yeah. And touching yourself. You're not this guy. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, you're just fucking like, you're you're partying with your buddies and fucking throwing money around. And you're trying and to like... dodge uh, the money vampires. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. You yeah. always got that one friend, you're like, buddy, get out of the booth. You're coming there, you're like, bro, are you okay? Yeah, get out of here. You're like, come on, bro. It's like 10 songs already. I remember a buddy of mine, uh, Carl comes up. She goes, oh, "Would you like to dance?" He goes, "Sorry, I don't know how to dance." She goes, uh, "She goes, I can teach you." He goes, "For twenty bucks a song? No thanks." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had a buddy. We went to uh, excuse me, Fillmore's um, about uh, about ten years ago. It was I think one of the last strip clubs I've been into. But he uh, took the stripper in the back room, and I think he, I think he was just hanging out, ch- chatting with her, and like she was kind of like doing a bit of a dance between each song yeah. and he said like before before like the like the last 30 seconds of each song she'd start like rubbing his cock and then she'd be like do you want another song and he'd be like yeah and then she'd just do a dance and then like 30 seconds left in the song she'd like start fucking rubbing his dick I'm like you want me to keep going he's like yeah keep going and I was just like I think he dropped 120 bucks on That's her just horrible. getting a dance I'm like you are an idiot I've done a Two years in a row, I did the Christmas party I, I performed at Fillmore's. I've never done a strip club. Oh, it's it was one of the first show was amazing. The second show, I was like, I could I, I could have not done with this, but it's because uh, Massimo was the DJ yeah, at right. Fillmore's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Massimo was my roommate. Did Morgan Shay now have that uh, role? I think he, he did. Yeah, but I, I think passed on. I think he had to leave as well. Why? I think it started with Joey Harlem, then Massimo, Garrett. Oh my god, <laughs> Garrett Jimison, <laughs> yeah. And Garrett, you know, Garrett's got like a warped sense of humor. Oh yeah. So he'd be like, uh, "All right, give it up for the lovely Mercedes," and then he'd like play some like Tom Watts song. And <laughs> he just, he's like laughing in the booth. <laughs> oh, I thought the girls Massimo's always picked so the songs. I think he would just play whatever he wanted at sometimes. The girls would give him shit. I always wanted to be a strip club DJ just to do that voice. But their Christmas party was Ladies amazing. They had oysters, and they had an omelet chef there, too. Oh, shit. Up yours, Brad. You, you ever eat at strip clubs? Uh, at uh, In Montreal, there was a place called Super Sex, which is, like, club iconic. Super club <clears throat> Super Sex. The best club i've actually ever been to <laughs> yeah 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 no, better than the sundowner in niagara falls that's i've actually never I'm, that's the, I'm the, my, women, the first time i'm going the sh- is with my brother when you're playing that show august 17th but yeah. the women that are stripping in montreal are just on a level of like they're beautiful it's, it's like, like cirque du soleil, soleil yeah mm-hmm. strip some club. of them are like that stripper strength where you're like oh she's climbing to the roof with this stripper strength they're like there's like you're like she's an artist and then they hold, hold themselves up on the pole by their legs you're like what <laughs> and they sway down like a yeah, feather and you're yeah. like she's strong there's a, a super Lift sex me out of here please. they had a they had a lunch buffet that i would it was good and sometimes we wouldn't care about the strippers we're like just go to their super yeah, sex yeah. buffet <laughs> have some drinks and it's always cheap food just get in the door and yeah, yeah and there's like girls naked and you're like i don't even care about the girls and it's a hangout it's a total hangout me and my buddy were uh, sitting pervert's row eating uh steak dinners at uh or it was where it was lunchtime, but they had this steak special steak dinner. They called it, it was four ninety nine steak dinner, and it was a fucking T bone, 
and the fix-ins, but your beers were outrageously priced. You had to right. buy a beer to get eleven dollars. Yeah, so it was. Uh, we were just sitting there, we're sitting on Pervert's Row eating steaks, and it's noon, middle of the week, and there's two girls on stage. Um, one's just eating the other out right in front of us. Oh, yeah. my, my buddy takes a bite of steak and he like kind of like, gives it a nod. He goes, "Pleasure having lunch with you." <laughs> Both strippers start dying laughing. <laughs> Does it, in Niagara, does the doorman give you a shakedown when he sits you down? Um, not really, in no. In Montreal, it's, like, habitual. The doorman gives you your seat, and then he, like, <laughs> sticks out his hand. Yeah, we didn't have it, like, um... Like I'm, Vegas style. Yeah, or else the Hell's Angels. This is how you know you're in a good... This is how you know the quality of your strip club. Uh, it's who's cleaning the poles between dancers. <laughs> if, if they got a kid that comes in and... Shines those poles up for the next girl. It's a nice place. It's a nice place. But if the girl's first dance is her cleaning the pole, you ever do? You ever see it when they're like they clean their own pole? I have seen. uh, They just try to be sexy about it. I would like in Kingston. I saw a girl clean her own pole. Actually, you know what? That is the last strip club I went to. Was in Kingston. Was that this year at the fest? No, last year. (laughs) Okay. Last year. (laughs) Dave Mirage was like, "Let's go to the strip joint." I was like, "Okay." Who likes uh? Who's a comic who loves strip clubs? Was uh, I think I think Jocelyn likes a good strip club. I mean, like after a while, you've been to too many. You're like, I can't. I just don't like. Anymore. I don't know, man. I I don't I don't see the appeal of it anymore. No, because your friends aren't. You're not young, and yeah. it's not funny anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just like, this is sad. Guys. Strippers smell great, though. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I've never smelled a bad stripper before. That would smell like a vanilla or, yeah, or like a vanilla just, cinnamon yeah, like taste. Yeah, it's yeah. The smell that lingers. I know, you take it home with you, you get yeah. in trouble. <laughs> get that stripper glitter all over you. Oh, man. So these jackboots, like you, you you, and your buddies would just go in, you'd never sneak off on your own, stick a couple loonies I've, in there? I've had my own, I've been in my own booth and uh, pleasured myself. So what is, like, the girls dancing behind the glass? So that that's not what's going on in Montreal. That's okay. like a New York thing. I don't even know if that's real. Because okay. the, there's a girl in a glass that's like... Yeah. So in Montreal, it's just, it's a seat... That has letters on it. A, B, C, D, E. Okay. And then there's like a screen, and you can keep switching between pornography. Oh, okay. And you jerk off. And then you just blow your load, like on the carpet, and fucking walk out? Or I what? guess you blow your load, and there's like tissue paper, you wipe yourself, and then you leave. And it's like, it takes so a So they expect you to come on your own stomach, wipe Exactly. Up. They're, they're on a couch. Be- You're sitting on a nice, pleathery couch. <laughs> oh, and some kid's got to come in and wipe that thing down, and... And then, uh, and at the time, I took loonies, and I was like, every loonie was like good for like ten minutes or something like that. <laughs> That's a good, oh, buck at ten minutes. You could get a couple jerks in ten minutes, right? If you're a young buck. And then it was like, if you <laughs> if you put five in, you could get like you get an extra minute, like or something, or an extra some, like an extra like five minutes. But never a live girl. No, zero live girls were like uh, in Montreal. There was a couple of places where, obviously, there were strip clubs, but they were. There were there were really whorehouses. Like there was a place. There's a place called well, that, Grand Prix, which was like nat- that's uh, so Sundowner in Niagara Falls is probably the classiest strip club in town. Right. Um. And it's it's one of the best strip clubs I've ever been to. Like just top notch girls. And then, uh, the same uh, same owner owns the one next door called Seductions, right. and that's a straight up fucking whorehouse. Whorehouse. Yeah. yeah. Like it's. You get you get turned on at the Sundowner, and then you go f- spend twenty bucks on a BJ at fucking Seductions. <laughs> we had a place in Niagara Falls we used to go to when we were just looking for a laugh. It was called the Concord, and it was uh, 
it was the miners. Right. And uh, usually when a stripper gets pregnant, they get sent down to the miners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember once I was a like... two-for-one sale at the Concord. Strip club close to our house was called the Harem. We used to go there when like, we were 14, 15, and we got high once, and we showed up, and the guy's like... Usually it was like five bucks, ten bucks. The guy's like $20. And we're like, what? It's like a special show, any points. It's a woman... And like the state, the place was like maybe like three times the size of this room. <laughs> not big. So no, not big at all. And this woman's in a picture there with a tiger. And we're like, he's like, it's a woman from Vegas. She's got a tiger and a snake. And we're like, no way. So we go. And I'm like, like you know when you when you sm- over smoke when you're 15, you're like <laughs> fucking high. And she, this woman put a show. She had like, uh, what's it called? The colors. The uh, the, the 80s, like, paint that she... And they turn off the lights. The, like, the neon oh, colors. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Blacklight. Blacklight. She did that. She had a python. And then all of a sudden, she brought a sedated tiger to the stage. Jesus. And it's, it's like, passing by... It's, like, so small. It's passing by everybody. And, re- and to this day, I don't believe it happened. <laughs> that I did research on it. And it was a girl... She was actually... She was supposed to do a... Sh- the only article I found online of her... She was supposed to do a show in Toronto and like uh, Animal Rights. Animal Rights were against it. You've heard of this? <laughs> no, it just makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he had tickets. <laughs> show got canceled. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually my tiger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in Montreal, the harem, they were like, you're it. I remember Private Eyes used to like, uh, more when I was like a, a kid, because dr- it was literally down the street from my dad's place. And we would drive by um, when I was a kid, and there was like, there was like a feature coming soon. It was like it had dates, and it was like like a comedy club where they would say this headliner's coming, and it, <laughs> they would like hype this shit up, and then uh, you would go, and, it, and things would cost extra. But I remember like um, my dad and his buddy they went to see like a feature when I was a kid, like I was probably seven or eight, and I remember um, they got uh, a Polaroid taken with this girl. It was my dad and his buddy side by side, and her huge tits were on each one of their shoulders. Yeah, like that bad yeah, 80s just, tit yeah, job. Yeah, just like, fucking huge. Just the cement in these tits. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And they were just sitting on their shoulders. My dad and his buddy were like, cheers and drinks. And I remember <laughs> my dad came home with this Polaroid. I was like, what the fuck? <clears throat> Did you think we were like, my dad's cool? Um, I think I, yeah, you always think your dad's cool. Mm-hmm. I had a cool dad. Not a good dad, but a cool yeah, dad. <laughs> Me and you both. See, He's, I'm telling you, man. My dad's a great dad now, but back in the day, player. Mm-hmm. No, he was just uh, just a guy like a kid who had kids way too early, you know, right. and fucking didn't know how to deal with it, and didn't know how to be a dad, and didn't know how to control anger, and just. And now he's older. Yo, I feel like we come from the same place, but it's better. <laughs> it's better now because um, now <clears throat> that I'm an adult, um, my dad's still pretty young, like. Right. Like sixty three, so we can like have actually have some fucking real time together in the in the later years, you know. Right. Um. But uh, what's so your dad? You you'd only see him here and there. Like he went to Ottawa. So I only see him like every summer, or, like you know, like uh, spring break stuff like that. Was like, he at your wedding? No, he he, he, he passed before that. Oh. My stepfather was at my wedding though. But um, you get along with your step stepdad? Yeah, I do. Still talk to stepmom, dad's I, widow. I, I recently have become in in contact with her again. But mm-hmm. they had like so this is crazy. You so got my, any brothers from like the second marriages? So I had I had a half brother who passed away earlier this year oh, from yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he he uh, he had uh, 
codeine he, doing coke fentanyl? with fentanyl. Fentanyl. That's right. With with thank you so. God, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. With the, his cocaine and that did, went sour. How old is he? I think he's 28. <sighs> 28. But I had really lost so contact shitty. with him. Well, okay. My dad was like a player. <laughs> my dad uh, cheated on my mom. They got divorced. Then he, with my stepmom, he he cheated on her. But he would also like. He's a like insane person. He started a relationship with another woman that he would bring to Montreal to hang out with me. And then I'd have to like he'd be like, This is my friend. And I, and I was like twelve and I'm like, This is not your friend. This is weird. So he's telling his wife, I'm going to see my kid in Montreal. But, but he'd bring her and then like, we'd, a side piece. Then for it's a like nineteen ninety and we'd all go see Pretty Woman and I'd be like, yeah, but Julia Roberts is great. <laughs> and I'd be like, I just I'd know that it was going on, but I wouldn't like admit it to myself. Mm-hmm. So then they she found out they separated for a while. They came back together. He then, when I was 20, they're together. Also, my stepmom, huge, uh, like, evangelist, like, like Jimmy Swaggart, like, tele-evangelist, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Pentecostal Christian, like, insane. Like, she thinks everything is the devil. <laughs> so, when he was, when I was about 20, he went to Syria. He said that he was going to go teach English and make money. He goes to Syria. He marries another woman wow, while dude. he's married to my stepmother, <laughs> who's two years my minor at the time, and he tells his stepmom's uh, younger than you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she like I think she's dead now. It's Syria, but <laughs> he ends up marrying this woman by telling their his her family that he's the Hakim. Of Hakeem Optical. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's insane. It's not your just your eyes that can have it all. <laughs> so then he comes back here and like he he tries to hit me up for money when he comes. Two years I don't hear anything from him, so we get into a big like fight. I'm like, what are you? What the fuck are you doing? Like I'm mm-hmm. 24 at the time when he comes back. Yeah, and I'm just like, this is so ridiculous. Like like my whole life you've been like a shit. You've all you've thought about was yourself. So we actually did not speak, and then he passed. Oh, so from how many years uh, did you go? So so I think uh, I think he passed when I was twenty nine, and we fought when I was twenty four. So like five Five years, years? we didn't speak. Did uh, Did you know he was gonna die though? I knew he was. I knew. I heard that he was sick. He never reached out to me. I is like one of those things where I was like, I think I was too young and selfish. (laughs) I think that's like a lesson I learned. It's like. I knew that I was right in the whole argument, mm-hmm. but I wanted to like punish him and like show him like you know, you're fucked. Yeah. But then when he passed, it's like it's it's kind of weird. It's like all you can think about is like why the fuck didn't I just reach out? And but it's sad. It's like at least you pass. You don't think of any of that trivial shit, which is not trivial, but any of that that drama. Mm-hmm. All you think about is the good stuff that he did. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like I learned that lesson never to from that never to hold a grudge. Did you go to the funeral? Yeah. Yeah. yeah? And that's when you reconnected with uh, my stepmom, and then you fell out for a while, and then your brother. It, it's just like she lived in Winnipeg, and I think uh, I think like from my twenties to my early thirties uh, to my mid thirties, I kind of was just like, I was like partying a lot, and just like, you know, just like not thinking of yeah. stuff like that. How hardcore did your partying get? I mean, I used to go to like after hours clubs a lot, doing a lot of cocaine. Keep yourself up. I all wasn't. Night. I wasn't super into cocaine. I like to take like a nice MDMA, smoke some weed, you know what I mean? Have have a nice just time, feel just, good, just be a, baby. some dancing. <laughs> but uh, it's an everyday weekend thing. But it, it, Montreal's like a 
a place where you can get lost in just hanging out with beautiful people and doing like doing going to clubs, going to bars, going to somebody's apartment after. There's always like a party to go to if you if you're into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. You've lived a life. I have many you, lives. You ever worried about that your dad will creep in uh, in uh, into you uh, during your marriage? No, man. I think like uh, to be honest, I think like seeing him the way he led his life made me be like, I'm going to be as I'm going to communicate as much as possible and just, you know, try to be a good person. And if I don't think he really ever, I think he had some issues that he had, he never dealt with. At least, uh, he didn't know the shame that you never graduated high school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he knows that I graduated. <laughs> they all know. I graduated. Yeah. <laughs> Got Photoshop, made my own diploma. Yeah. So. Um. Well, that's good, because I like I don't want to have kids for me. Like, there's so many reasons I don't want to have kids, but I would hate to be the parents my parents were to me. Right. And I. Just, but don't you think that because that's on your mind, you would never be that parent? Yeah, it's I know, like, but it's, it's like, not like genetics, right? It's not like you're gonna develop arthritis. <laughs> no, but it's like some things are genetically inside me. Like I. Uh, I don't know. I got I got a lot of my dad in me, and right. I, uh, I I would hate to see. I've, I've never gotten to the boiling point, but I've gotten. You know, the water's getting warm and steam's starting, but I've ne- but I've never popped, and I would hate to. You know, like what what if the fucking madness of having a child is what puts me over the edge? You know, like I think. Like, do you just not want? Like I don't want kids. I, I want kids. We're getting a dog this week. Wow, might have to hire you, buddy. Come walk my dog. I think you're, uh, you might be out of my uh, jurisdiction. Oh, yeah, yeah, Send yeah. the wife down there. Yeah. <laughs> it's my wife. You got a job. <laughs> Get in the van. Do you just uh, you service the Junction area then? Junction, uh, which is two neighborhoods: so Junction, High Park, and then uh, Forest Hill. Nice, and that's you guys are fucking kicking ass, taking names with that. Yeah, yeah, we're doing really well, man. I'm very happy with and it. You're loving the dogs. Yeah, man, it was like, uh, you know. Have you ever had a dog you sent back? Like, I can't watch your dog. I can't walk your dog. I, I have had a dog that I've sent back. I'm yeah. just like, you know, like, if you're not going to put work in your dog, I'm, I can't make something magically happen five hours a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you have them all the fucking time. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. All right, well, we got to cut this short because you were so fucking late so, getting uh, here, Keith. Also, you have to know that, please tell the people that King Street is a debacle. Yeah, King, King Street's under construction. Hopefully, by the time this podcast comes out next week, uh, the things will be back to normal. Every the whole city's fucking under construction. Yeah, welcome to summer yes. in Toronto. It's like they they even warned us at the beginning of the summer, like this is going to be the worst summer we've had ever. So it's uh, everywhere you turn, you're going to fucking run into some bullshit construction. Trying to be, they're trying to be Montreal. Falling apart. <laughs> trying to be Montreal. There's just no Bustan. <laughs> no Bustan, man. Well, I'm happy you came down here. Oh, yeah, me too. Happy uh, you made the move from Montreal. You, you liking your life in Toronto? You miss your city? Uh, I do miss my city at times, but uh, I have a very good life here. Yeah, you got a you gotta, very different. You got a nice hot wife. Me and you are batting <laughs> yeah, way out of our out league. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Ethnic me's got his ethnic wife, and I got my white wife. (laughs) (laughs) But we're doing fine. Uh, Let the people know where they can find you out there, Hakeem. Guys, check out uh, 8-Bit Comedy. Uh, 8-Bit Comedy, every uh, Thursday I host that with my wife. We take uh, relationship advice at one point of the show. It's it's fun. Uh, You can usually catch me at... uh, 
different independent shows in the city. I usually play a, a club called the Corner Comedy Club and the Underground a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, you can follow me at Instagram at uh, at Hakimness. Hakimness. And then at Hawk on Twitter. But I never tweet, so don't bother. Yeah, don't and, even bother. And uh, at We Will Walk You. Oh, yeah. We will walk you. We you will can, walk you. If you need your dog walked. In the junction. In the junction or, or Forest Hill. Park. High, high Park as well. <laughs> you call us. Well, buddy, thanks for coming in. I'm looking forward. Hopefully, we don't have a nice dud tonight. Where uh, we are, we are five for five. It's gonna poison. be fun. Uh, Pavone Marhez is showing up. My wife is gonna. Cavi's be there. in town. Yeah, yeah. He came for the Raptors. Oh, did he come like, last night? Yeah, he did. Poor he was guy. at Tall Boys. <laughs> uh, Should have gone. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully, everyone's listening to this in the uh, the uh, the Raptors of the champs. And uh, thanks for coming down, man. Let's go tell some fucking jokes. Absolutely. Patrick Akeem is my guest this week, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Keep coming back. Never Sleeps Network. Go find Patrick out there, guys. He's fucking hilarious. We'll see y'all next time. Bye bye. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Hello to the five people still listening and mom. Thank you for listening to the Potato Files here on Never Sleeps Network. Now that you're done this, go check out another NSN podcast created right here in Toronto. Comedy and wrestling fans, check out Casey Corbin's wrestling podcast, Talkin' Wrestling, here on NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.